Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. All right. Um, before we start, I just want to um, make a few comments. One, this country we are living in is a great country. And as we study God's word, you realize, man, he really, really uh, set aside this country for a special work. This country is great. And it's no coincidence that Trump wanted to make America great again. However, the greatness that he saw is not the greatness that God gave to this country. And we must recognize that greatness because we ought to make it great again. Secondly, I have a question and I need a, a serious answer. Do you guys think that we're growing as a group? Are we growing? Uh, whatever way you perceive, how are we growing? Yeah. <laughs> yes? No? Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, I think we are. All right, how, how do you perceive that, Brother Wes? Spiritually, I think that we are growing. Um, Spiritually. I've been here from, from the, kind of the beginning. I mean, kind of. I, I see everyone's character is, has grown. I see that we as a group have grown uh, in how we treat each other. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I see a lot, and even in numbers. All grown. right. Anyone else? We've grown closer together in, in Christ. Okay, praise God. Anyone else? Okay, Amen. Emily, you said you said yes. The light. Okay, the light, Amen. right? I do agree that we're growing very much in the light, but I think we're very stagnant on what we do with that light, Amen. right? So we're really not growing. You follow? Because hearers and if you're not doing, you're really not going anywhere, right? And so because of that, I, I do believe there is much more that the Lord wants to give to us. But because we haven't given what we have to anyone, we can't get anything else, right? And the Lord has been repeating a certain set of uh, truths to us, building on it, just building on it, right? And when we give that, I believe he's going to come with something fresh, some fresh, something that's built on what he's already given us. So it's true, we are growing, right? I don't want to say we're not, we are growing for all the reasons we, we mentioned. But at the same time, we are not growing because we're not giving what we've, what we've gotten. We have a work to do. That part, that part is stagnant. And so we want our prayers to tend into that. We want our attitudes to tend into that. We want that when, because this, this, this going and doing the work requires giving our all, right? And, and in giving our all, it requires husbands, wives, and children all to be on the same page. Times are going to get tough. Because the minute time you step out to do this work, Satan's attacks, it increases. All right? So I want us to keep that in mind as we continue to go forward, especially in the coming weeks. Um, and um, by God's grace, we'll see exponential growth. Amen? Not only in our characters, but also in people, in a place. Right? Rochelle was just talking about lands. Right? In, in, in getting a place and in, 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 in um, having a, a place where we, where we could... Uh, invite others to come and, and, and learn these truths, right? Uh, we could have a camp meeting and, and all these varying things. We need that kind of growth. We need to expand in that kind of way because the judgment is coming, all right? And man needs to be warned. And, and, and we have a responsibility. And if we don't do it, mm -hmm. the Lord is going to take it from us and give it to someone else. And then we're going to be a part of that judgment. Mm -hmm. Amen. All right, so without further ado, let us reverently kneel.
and open with prayer. Amen. All right. Indeed, it is a pleasant, uh, it's a good thing to be in the house of the Lord. That's what David said. I was, I was glad unto me when they said, sorry, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Amen. We should desire to be here all the time. All right. But the Lord, knowing that we have needs, set aside just one day. All right. So I want to encourage everyone to, to, to stay focused and to try to understand what has been taught. Because everything that has been taught at some point have to be internalized and, and you have to recognize that it's speaking about you. All right. Ultimately, you are the subject of prophecy. Amen? All right. So, Revelation chapter 13 and verse 11, well-known text. It says, And I beheld another beast coming up of the earth. He had what? Two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a, as a dragon. And so America has two characteristics, a lamb-like one and a dragon-like one, right? And we know from studying prophecy, the speaking of the dragon is yet future in, in terms of the fulfillment of that prophecy. Amen? But already we can see America is dragon-like, right, in the laws that has been made. But there's a specific prophecy that fulfills this second part, right? He speaks as a dragon. But also, there's a specific prophecy that fulfilled the two horns like a, like a lamb, which we, which we know very well. So, let us go now to John 1.29. The point um, that I'll be making this morning is showing the characteristics, the, the parallels between Christ and the United States. Right? Between Christ and the United States. America came up like a lamb. lamb. What, what does Miller Rule tell us about... about um, about understanding figures. Trace them through the scriptures, right? And when you find your symbol explained or your figure explained, bring it back what? To the text. Every lamb in the Bible points to whom? Every single one of them. Amen? At no point you see a lamb and it didn't point to Christ. Because he was the lamb slain from the, from the foundation of the world. Every lamb pointed to Christ. Now you come to this text. And here is a lamb, and some men would like to say it doesn't have anything to do with Christ. Right? So we're just going to look at some characteristics, and I'm going to make some comparisons. That's basically the, the burden of, of today's presentation. It says, The next day John seeth Jesus coming, John 1, 29, unto him, and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which what? What is the, what, what is the purpose of the Lamb? The lamb takes away the... Shouldn't we see then that same characteristics in these United States? Amen. Let us read. 
2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 3 says, Let no man deceive you by any means necessary, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and the what? Man of sin be revealed, the son of, the son of perdition. Right? The man of sin is whom, as we know it? The papacy. Amen? All right. And we know that Christ is to take away the what? The sin of the world, literally or spiritually. His focus is on the heart. Amen? But, I want to, but the natural demonstrates. So shouldn't we see that naturally in our, in, our, in, our, in our history? That natural work taking place? Christ did it once before. He did it in Egypt. What is Egypt a symbol for? The sin of the world. Did not Christ take away Egypt at the Red Sea? Amen. He did it in the past. And, he's gonna, and he did it again for us to see, even closer to our um, histories. Amen? So, singular. It says the man of sin, and it says the lamb is to take away the what? Not the sins, right? The sin of the world. Singular. So let's look at how the Bible used this singular term. Um, this, this, this singular. Let's look at how the Bible used singular. Genesis 22, 18 says, and what? Thy what? How many seed? One. One. And thy seed shall all, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. Galatians three sixteen. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to what? Seeds as of. Many. So Paul is recognizing plural and singular, yeah. right? So this is something we have to take to our scriptures. There's a rule, right? We, English, the English rules apply, yeah. right? Because Paul is saying, well, not just English, every language, obviously. But Paul is saying, not seeds as to many, but as of one. one. And to thy seed, which is what? Christ. The only seed he was talking about is Christ. Amen? So Christ's work is to take away the sin of the world. Let's continue. Romans 5, 12. 17 and 19 it says wherefore as by what one man sin entered the world and death by sin and so death passed upon all men for all for that all have sinned for if by one man's uh, offense death reigned by one much more they are received with they which receive abundance of the grace the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of what? One, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by, one, by the obedience of one, many shall be made righteous. So this battle is between one man and one man. The representative of heaven and the representative of earth. Amen? And who's the representative of sin in this earth? The papacy in this earth. And when was the papacy taken away from this earth? By whom? The lamb-like beast. Is that not the job of the lamb? Behold the lamb of God which taketh away the what? In 1798, who was the sin 
of the world. The man of sin, right? And the Bible makes it clear. On that level, Christ is showing us the work he's going to do for all of us, for all of us in our hearts. But he gives us a perfect example. Amen? Amen. He's taking away the man of sin. The man of sin all right? So already we can see America resembling whom? The work of Christ. A striking similarity, all right? In every great religious movement, right? All right. So, birth of a nation. I need to go because one of the things we also show is that America, I mean, yes, 1798 was the birth of the United States. Amen? So let's look at the birth of a nation. He says, And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, what? Israel is my son. Israel is my what? Just like the papacy is the son of perdition. Amen? Israel is my son, even my firstborn. All right? So Israel was a nation. Amen? All right. But, but I will endeavor to also show that Israel is a man. All right? It says, next quote, The error that had led to Jacob's sin in obtaining the birthright by fraud was now clearly set before him. He had not trusted God's promises, but had sought by his own efforts to bring about that which God would have accomplished in his own time and way. And evidence, as an evidence that he had been forgiven, his name was what? Changed from one that was a reminder of sin to one that commemorated his, his victory. Thy name said the angel, shall no more be called Jacob, the supplanter, but what? But Israel, for as a prince thou hast, had po hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And I only have the here to show that Jacob, his name was changed from Jacob to Israel when he what? When he prevailed over sin. Okay? So when does a nation come into being? All right, let us continue. God's nation, not just any nation, right? God's nation comes into being when, because there are many other nations, amen? But God's nation begins when its sin is taken away, all right? Amen. Matthew 1, 25. It says, And knew her not, and knew not, knew her not till she had brought forth her what? Her firstborn and his name, and he, and he called his name Jesus. I just want to show that Jesus is the firstborn. Israel is the firstborn. Amen? All right. Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and to 15 says, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So before you go into the kingdom of God's son, you must be what? Delivered from darkness delivered from sin you don't enter into Christ's kingdom unless you're delivered from sin. from sin so when the world was delivered from the sin of the papacy where were they entering into they were entering into God's kingdom in type albeit amen let's continue in whom we have redemption through his blood even the what which which is teaching us about the judgment amen because that's where sins are pardoned Names are accepted. Names are rejected. Amen? 
who in the image of the invisible God, the first, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every translated. What does translated mean? Somebody quickly. Conveyed from what? Was people conveyed from one place to the United States? So at the deliverance or the removal of the papacy, there was a translation. Amen. Amen. Who saw death? The man of sin. He took on the sins of the world. That's his job. Amen. And you know, Miller has a nice paper where he teaches that the French Revolution to 1798 is the end of the world. He has a nice piece on that. I mean, God gave those men great knowledge. But when you study that, it's a perfect type for what is going to come at the actual end of the world. All right? So you have to see that 1798 teaches you that translation. A group of people went from sin to to righteousness. Amen? All right. So, next quote. The observance of the Passover began with what? The birth of the Hebrew nation. And they're coming out from darkness and into his marvelous light. Amen? On the last night of their bondage, when there uh, appeared no token of deliverance, God commanded them to prepare for an immediate release. He had warned Pharaoh of the final judgment on the Egyptians, and he directed the Hebrews to gather their families within their own dwellings. Having sprinkled the doorpost with the blood of the slain, they were to eat the lamb, roasted with unleavened bread and bitter herbs, and thus ye shall eat it, he said, with your loins girded and shoes on your feet and your staff in your hand. And ye shall eat it in haste, it is the Lord's Passover. At what? At midnight, all the firstborn of the Egyptians were what? Were slain. Then the king sent to Israel the message. What did the king send to Israel? So at the slaying of the firstborn at midnight, the kings of the earth sent a message to God's people. Amen? Rise up and get you forth from among what? My people. And go serve the Lord as he have said. The Hebrews went out from Egypt and what? An independent nation. All right? Now, the bondage of the 400 years, the bondage in Babylon, and the bondage of the 1260 are all the same. Amen? So we see in Egypt, there was a death of the firstborn, followed by a message of release, led to an independent nation. Amen? Let us continue. You can say it. doesn't matter. Revelation 18, Revelation 11 and verse 8, it says this, And their dead body shall lie in the street of that great city, which is spiritually called what? And what? So what happened in Egypt of old should be seen in spiritual Egypt. Egypt. Amen? Because this, this is speaking of, what, of which nation? Sodom and Egypt. Literally. Which, which nation is he speaking of? France. Amen? France right before 1798. Not any France now. The France that is an atheist and very licentious. Right? Because when France came, you know, did, we should know that France was once Protestant. France accepted the Reformation in the beginning. Right? But they, they turned from it. So this is speaking of France just before 1798. Amen? So let's read from Sister White. 
It was in 1793 that the decrees which abolished the Christian religion and set aside the Bible passed the French assembly. Now, when Moses went to Pharaoh and he said, let my people go, what was Pharaoh's response? No. What did he do, though? He did something specific. He says, what? Give them no straw. He made a decree. He made a decree to do what? To bind them. Right? To hold them in bondage. What did the French do? They tried to put the Bible in in bondage. Amen? So if a decree put him in bondage, what should take you out? That we just read, Pharaoh sent a message to Moses saying what? Get you out. Right? There was a message in the beginning saying what? Tie them down. Now there's a message in the end saying, get you out. Well, in the French Revolution, is the same thing. There was a decree in the beginning saying what? No Bible. So what should we expect at the end? A decree freeing the Bible. Amen? All right. It says, Bopart, three years and a half later, a what? A resolution rescinding these decrees, thus granting toleration of the scriptures, was adopted by the same body, same Pharaoh. Amen? Because France is spiritually Egypt. All right? Uriah Smith, I like this part. He says some similar things, but there's one part he says a little different. Just three years, bold part, after, the after a resolution was introduced in the assembly, superseding the decree and giving toleration to the scriptures, that resolution lay on the table six months when it was taken up and passed without a dissenting vote. Thus, in just three years and a half, the witnesses stood on their feet and great fear fell upon them that saw them. The people of God, how were they supposed to be right at the end? How did the Lord say? Staff in hand, shoes on feet. So what were they doing? Based on what we just read, they were standing on their feet. Right? They was, because who was about to pass? The death angel. All right? So let's continue. It says, the, the witnesses stood up on their feet and great fear fell upon them that saw them. Nothing but what? The appalling results of the rejection of the Bible. What was the appalling results of the rejection of the Bible? The death angel. Death reigned in France. No man was safe. At the same time, when the two witnesses stood up on their feet, France was... Death was the thing that was... is the same thing in, in Moses' time. At the same time, when, when God's people stood on their feet waiting to leave, what was reigning in Egypt? Death. death. So the same, it says, banning the Bible brought death. Amen? Then it says, um, nothing but the appalling results of the rejection of the Bible could have induced France to take our hands off these witnesses. Amen? Now, we're going to see that again at the end of the world. The only thing that's going to cause, stop men from persecuting God's people is death. But at the end of the world, it's the second death. Right? Because it, the 144,000, the men that they deal with, they're the only thing that the Lord could stop them with. Well, the only thing he will stop them with is the second death. Amen? That's the only way you could get rid of sin altogether. Death, it was death, it was, it was, um, 
It was the reign of death that caused Pharaoh to set God's people free. It was the reign of death that caused the French to set the Bible free. It is going to be the reign of death to set the earth free. Amen? All right. God's dealing with men is ever the same. Let us continue. Genesis 25 and verse 23. We're just looking at the birth of a nation or how a nation is uh, um, characteristics of a nation, so to speak. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are where? In thy womb. And two manner of what? So a nation is people. Right? A nation is people. Continuing on, Numbers 20. Moses recognized that. You know, I never, I, I love this text because it's just little things like this that makes the Bible very interesting. Listen to this text. And Moses sent messengers from Kadesh unto the king of Edom. Who is Edom? E no, 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 no. In that time. Who is Edom? The children of Esau, right? And when, 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 when the text was written, two nations were in thy womb, who was he speaking about? Esau and Jacob. Yeah. So notice what Moses says. The Bible says, Moses went to the king of Kadesh. I mean, the, to the, from Kadesh unto the king of Edom. Listen to what Moses says. Thus saith what? Thy brother. Thy brother Israel. Moses recognized that a nation was people. Yeah. Right? And by, by identifying Israel as the brother of Edom, he was appealing to the familial ties. Right? So the Batman, little, yeah, little things like this is very nice for me. They just add to the Bible thing. And like, man, Moses had an understanding of that history. Amen? And he recognized that Israel was formerly Jacob. He was telling Edom, this is your brother that is now forgiven. This is your brother that is now free. Amen? Because he didn't say your brother Jacob. He said your brother Israel. Jacob got that name when he what? When he was free from sin. Amen? It was telling them, we, are, we have just been freed from the Egyptians. All right? Well, let us continue. Exodus 15 and verse 12. Now, the, 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 the night of the birth. Right? This is one of them. The night of the birth. It says, thou stretched out thy right hand, the what? The earth swallowed them. Right? This is, this is speaking of Pharaoh in the Red Sea. We know, did the earth swallow Pharaoh? It was, it was water, right? But the Bible says the earth. Now, I don't completely understand this, but I, but I can see reasons for it because when we continue, you'll see why. The earth also swallowed Jonah, right? Yes. And the earth opened up and followed Korodathan. You have to bring all those things together. It's teaching something, right? So now, let us go to Revelation 12. Listen to what it says. Now we're speaking of the coming up of the United States, the birth of a nation, right? So we just looked at the birth of the Hebrew nation, okay? Now let's look at the birth of this United States. Revelation 12. It says, And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the what? The earth helped the woman, and the what? The earth opened her mouth and what? Swallowed up the flood, which what? The dragon. Who's the dragon? Satan. But who else does the Bible say is the dragon? King's governor. Pharaoh. So it was the dragon going after the church when they were leaving Egypt. And what happened there at the Red Sea? The earth 
swallowed up the flood. 1798, what happens? The earth swallowed up the flood. Amen? Same history. Birth of a nation. Israel was born in Moses' time. America was born in our time. Then the Israel is Christ. Amen? Then they must bear the same characteristic. They have to. Right? Let us continue. It says in Revelation 6, uh, verse 7, And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I look, and behold, a pale horse, and, him that's, and his name that sat on him was what? And what followed? Hell followed. Death and hell on the fourth horse. This fourth horse was which, 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 which time period? The 1260. Who, who was sitting on that horse? The papacy. Death and hell followed the papacy. That was the flood that was cast out after the woman. And death reigned by that same man. Amen? The man of sin. Amen? You can have nice bringing that together. Praise God. It says, And Paul was given him over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. Let's go to Isaiah 25. Now let's look at see how Christ deals with these things. The Bible says he will swallow up death how? In victory. In 1798. But also at the Red Sea. Amen? He swallowed up death in victory. The papacy was swallowed up like a flood. I mean, the flood was swallowed up by the earth. Amen? So Christ is that earth. Right? Because he's going to swallow up death in victory. Victory over what? What is the sting of death? Sorry, the sting of sin is death. Amen. This, the, um, I'll read it later. It's coming. The next, the next text. 1 Corinthians 15, 54. I don't want to butcher it there. So, when this corruptible shall have what? That, that is the translation, right? Amen? All right. And this mortal shall have put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying, what? Death is swallowed up in, in 1798, death was swallowed up in victory, and a people was translated. They were moved from the old world to the new world. Amen? But this here is speaking about the coming of Christ. Right? The same principles. Amen? And it says, O death, where is thy sting? O fourth beast. Right? Where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us what? Victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The victory gained by the Protestants in this nation was given by the Lord Jesus Christ. This nation is God's nation. Amen? Let's continue. Coming up like a lamb. This is what we saw, right? He came up like a... Lamb, what does that mean? Luke 14, 17 to 19. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he had anointed me to do what? Preach the gospel to the poor. He had sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering the sight of sight to the blind. To what? To set at liberty them that are bruised 
to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. So I've already identified that the United States, the Lamb, and Christ the Lamb have the same characteristics. Read this with the United States in mind. The Lord anointed the United States. The Lord, to do what? To, where did the everlasting gospel, where was it preached? He anointed the United States to preach the everlasting gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance, and to set at liberty them that were bruised. Well, who's the bruiser? Let's go to Genesis 3. And the Lord God said unto the? Drop down to verse 15. Thou shalt what? Thou shalt bruise his heel. And Revelation um, 12 tells us that the serpent cast out of, out of his mouth a what? To do what? To bruise the Protestants. Yes. Amen. Yes, amen. Uh, that wasn't the focus, but amen. Right? I just only want, I wanted to bring out that Satan is the one that bruises in that history, but Christ came to do what? To set at liberty them that were what? Bruised. Amen? Amen. All right. Let's continue. The next quote um, is out of Ages 2.17. She quotes um, Isaiah 61, which is the same as Luke, uh, Luke 4. The Lord had anointed me, right? Mm -hmm. To preach good tidings. Now let's drop down to the part that says, right after that, the work of Christ. Amen? We see it? Yep. It says, The works of Christ not only declared him to be the Messiah, but showed what? In what manner his kingdom was to be? This is important. You have to see both. Right? It's glory, it's grace and, and glory. It's important. Then it says, To John was opened the same truth that had come to Elijah in the desert when a, strong, when a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, God spoke to the prophet by a still, small voice. If, you didn't, if I didn't look at this thing in this light of the United States, I would have never known that this text is making America the still, small voice. America is that still, small voice. Let's continue reading. Jesus was to do his work. How? Not with what? Clash of arms and the overturning of thrones and kingdoms, but through speaking to the hearts of men by a life of mercy and self-sacrifice. Next quote, GC 440. But the beast with the lamb-like horns was seen coming out of the earth. Instead of what? Instead of overthrowing other powers to establish itself, the nation thus represented must arise in a territory previously unoccupied and grow up how? Gradually and peacefully. Amen? Christ was not to set up his kingdom through conquest. America didn't come up through conquest. Right? The Lord is showing they came up the same way. Let us add some more evidence. Let us add some more evidence. Next quote. This is coming from American Sentinel. It says, this nation of lamb-like uh, aspect, the what? The refuge for the anointed to do what? To preach the gospel to the poor, right? Mm -hmm. To set at liberty them that are? Mm -hmm. This is what it says. 
the refuge for the oppressed of other lands, the chosen standing ground of what? Liberty enlightening the world, which came not up out of the agitated sea of human strife and commotion amid the overturning of kingdoms, but out of the earth like a growing plant by the settlement of a new country. Amen? America came up in the same way. America's work, sorry, was going to be, was, should have been done in the same way Christ's work was done. America was supposed to be a nation of self-sacrifice. And they were to sacrifice all the goods in this country for the saving of the rest of the world. Because the Bible says, for God so loved the, that he gave what? So God so loved the world, he gave the United States. The United States is here for the saving of the world. And to some extent, they do have that idea. Because that's why they're in everybody's issues. Meddling. We need to, democracy over there, that's not right. Democracy over there, that's not right. No dictatorship. No, they, in some sense, they think they're saving the world. Yeah. Right? And, and because that is a part of the human. Just like Adam thought he was dying for Eve. They're not doing it in God's appointed way. It's innate in the human, to, to, in the man to want to die for his wife. Right? It's there. Just like this country, because it's a lamb, it's innate in itself to want to die for the rest of the nations. Everyone's following? Amen. All right. Set up the second one, which is the land. Amen. Let's continue. Next quote, top of page 7. This nation has been highly favored of God. It has been the great center of religious light and liberty. Next quote. Uh, GC 2.95. It says, Bullpark. The fundamental principles of Roger Williams' colony was that every man should have liberty to worship God according to the light of his own conscience. His little state, Rhode Island, became the asylum of the oppressed, and it increased and prospered until it's what? It's what principles? It's foundation principles. Civil and religious liberty became, become what? Became cornerstone. Isn't that biblical? The stone which the builders reject becomes what? The head of the corner. This is what they rejected in Europe. They rejected re religious freedom. Right? They rejected civil and religious liberty through the Reformation, but that became the head of the corner in the world. Because America became the great cornerstone for this earth. And if they kept what God gave them, they would continue to be a light to eternity. But we know, the Bible says, and he spake as a dragon. Somewhere along the line, America changes. Amen? Let us continue. 1 Corinthians 3, let other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid where? In Jesus Christ. So when this foundation, when this foundation of a nation was laid, it was laid in whom then? Because other foundation can no man lay as laid where? In Jesus Christ. This nation could not have been a foundation for the world unless who was in it? Christ. Amen? Let's continue. 2 Peter 
Um, wherefore, First Peter, sorry, chapter 2 and verse 6. Wherefore also it is contained in the scriptures, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious. He that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Next quote. In the grand old document, which our forefathers set forth as their Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, and drop down to the next bowl, says, and the what? And the Constitution. Those were the two documents that was the foundation or the cornerstone of the United States. Amen? To give up one is to give up the other. doesn't matter. If you, if you give up the Constitution, you can't protect the, the Declaration of Independence. Because the Constitution is there to protect the Declaration of Independence. And if you give up the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution is protecting nothing. Right? So you need them both in order to have this nation. All right? Two witnesses. And if you drop down to the top of page uh, 8, that bold line, it says, it is an what? And a, is a what? So at the birth of this country, this principle was set in it. Right? It's your birth of a nation. Amen? All right. Next quote. Let us continue. As tidings spread through the countries of Europe of a land where every man might enjoy the fruit of his own labor and obey the convictions of his own conscience, thousands flocked to the shores of the New World. Colonies rapidly multiplied. Multiply. Massachusetts, by special law, offered free welcome and aid. At what? At the public cost. Christ offered free welcome and aid at heaven's cost. Amen? We are laborers with him. What are we supposed to use to offer free welcome and aid into the heavenly kingdom? Our monies. Public cost. Amen? Let us continue. Christians, you saying? Okay, Christians of any nationality who might fly beyond the Atlantic to escape what? From wars or famine or the oppression of their persecutors. Thus, the fugitive and the downtrodden were by statute made the guests of the commonwealth. It's the law that's going to make us citizens of heaven. Let's continue. In 20 years from the first landing at Plymouth, as many thousand pilgrims were settled, uh, sorry, as many thousand pilgrims were settled in New England. To secure the object which they sought, they were content to earn a bare subsistence by a life of what? Frugality and the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Christ did the same thing by frugality and toil is how he built his kingdom. America was built the same way. Amen? They ask nothing from the soil but the what? Reasonable returns of their own labor. The sower went forth to sow. Amen? Christ asked nothing from the soil but that which he sowed into the soil. Let's continue. No golden vision threw a deceitful halo around their path. They were content with the slow but steady progress of their social polity. They patiently endured the privations of what? The very first thing after Christ's baptism. Where was he sent? Likewise, as soon as they left Europe, where was they sent? Into the wilderness. They're going through the same principles. Egypt. Amen. Right? The same thing when they left Egypt. Amen? Let's continue. 
it says, they patiently endured the privations of the wilderness, watering the tree of liberty with their tears and the what? Sweat of their brow, till it took deep root in the... I want to put, this is Gethsemane and the cross. Gethsemane, what did Christ do on Gethsemane in relation to this text? Sweating. But where did everything take deep root? At the cross. The cross was rooted in the ground. Amen? Amen? The same thing. They endured the cross. Right? They endured the cross by coming to this land and, and fighting to make this land a place of liberty. All right? Let us continue. The Bible was held as the what? There you go. All the foundation can no man lay than that which is laid in. It's because of the Bible as their faith they were able to do the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. All right? It says, the source of the, of the wisdom, the charter of liberty. Its principles were diligently taught in the home, in the school, and in the church. And its fruits were manifest in thrift, intelligence, purity, and temperance. This is our calling. These principles have to be taught in our homes, in our schools, in our churches. Right? Continuing on. One might for years, I would love to live in a place like that. One might be for years a dweller in, a, in the Puritan settlement and not see a drunkard or hear an oath or meet a beggar. This is proof. David says, I've never seen the righteous begging bread. And he's literally saying there will be no beggars. This is what he's saying, literally. When the Puritans had God's word and lived up to it the best they knew how, the Lord fulfilled David's word. Not one beggar. Go ahead. So you see how far, far this land, Man. This land has. With the homelessness yeah, the we have, yeah, the people begging everywhere. LA, yes, this is, how far, this is how far we've fallen from what the Lord has set up. Let us continue. It says, it was demonstrated that the principles of the Bible are the surest safeguards against, sorry, of national greatness. The feeble and isolated colonies grew into a confederation of powerful states, and the world marked with wonder the peace and prosperity of a church without a pope and a state without a king. Amen. Amen? The world wondered at Christ. Amen? It says all the world is gone after that man. Right? Because never have we heard a man speak like this. Never had we seen a nation come up like this. Right? And so all the world marveled at what America achieved without a pope and without a king. But they had a king. And his name was Jesus. They had a king. The church has a king. Amen? The church has a priest. They had a pope and a king. But by faith, when you live by faith, men don't see your king. All they see is you. Amen? And this is why men persecute you. But let us continue. John 18 and verse 36. Jesus answered what? My kingdom is not of this. This is why men marveled at America. It was like we've never seen this in the world before. Mm -hmm. 
Because that kingdom was not of this world. That's what Christ was trying to show them. The government of America came straight from heaven. It was not of this world. So men marveled. But America was simply saying at the time, my kingdom is not of this world. Right? So, the tree of liberty. We learned that the men, they came here and they watered the tree of liberty. Watering the tree of liberty with tears and with sweat. Luke, uh, Luke 4.18, we read already, the Spirit of the Lord uh, is upon me because he had anointed me, last bold part, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Isaiah 52, speaking of Christ. For he shall grow up before him as a what? As a tender plant, as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire of him. Luke, 20 and, Luke 2 and verse 40. And the child did what? The child what? Grew. The Bible says they watered the what? The tree of liberty. Right? Christ was a tender plant. And he what? He grew. So somebody was watering him. Amen? All right. Let's continue. In verse 30. And he said, Whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what comparison shall we compare it? It is like a grain of what? Mustard seed, which when it is sown where? <laughs> where was the seed sown in 1798? In the earth. In the earth. Yeah. Amen? And then it says, Is less than all seeds that be in the earth. But when it is sown, it what? It groweth up. Amen? And become, becometh greater than all the herbs, and shooteth out great branches, so that what? All the world could come and nestle under that tree. Amen? When America was given that seed, it was so that the whole world could come and nestle under that tree. Had America nourished that plant? Uh, they, they stopped, right? We just read that they did nourish the seed, the, the plant of liberty. But at some point, they stopped. And if you stop taking care of a plant, what happens to it? It withers and dies, right? So right here, the mustard seed is teaching us about the United States, right? The whole Bible, for that matter, is teaching us about the United States. Amen? The last wage war, Amen. So it's no coincidence the Bible says he came up as a lamb. The lamb was a fitting symbol for this nation. And the Lord would have his soul so that us at the end of the world could understand the times we're living in. But also that we could understand the gospel that goes along with this. Behold the lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Let us continue. Revelation 13, 11. It says, And I beheld another beast coming up out of thee. There's three things here. He beheld what? A beast doing what? Coming up from where? Three things, right? A beast coming up from the? What is a beast? Christ says my kingdom is not of this world, right? So here, this beast is representing a nation coming up where? Well, coming up as a what? We just read it. As a plant. Amen? Right? And it's coming out of the earth. Where do you put seeds? In the earth. It has to come out of the earth. Because the Lord, the Lord was using Christ. The life of Christ is to teach you about this nation. 
right? So Christ was that seed because we read the very first thing we read, it says, not as unto many, but as unto one, one seed, right? And the, if you, the mustard seed, if you get one of it, you could barely see it. But it, it grows into this great tree. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Two in the womb. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Speak as a dragon. Amen. Amen. Devilish. Amen. Amen. Because the Bible says, while men slept, the enemy sowed tears. Amen. Praise God. So, the Bible says, saw a beast coming out of there. That word coming up in the, in the Strong's, G305, it means to grow, to rise. To spring up or to come up. Amen? Sister White from GC 440. What nation in the New World was in 1798 rising into power, giving promise of strength and greatness, attracting the attention of the world? The application of the symbol admits of no question. One nation and what? One seed, right? Only one meets the specification of this prophecy. It's the same thing with Daniel 9, guys. There's only one Christ, and one Christ only that meets the specifications of Daniel 9. Same language. Amen? All right. It points unmistakably to the United States of America. Next bowl. The beast was seen what? Coming up out of the earth, according to the translators, the word here rendered coming up literally signifies to grow up, to grow or to spring up as a? Plant, and it's taught of Christ that he shall be a tender, tender plant, and he shall grow. The Bible says, and the child grew in wisdom and stature. America also grew in wisdom and stature. Protestantism is the wisdom, and republicanism is the stature. Amen? So let's go see what Uriah Smith says. This quote, I love it, because this, this one is really spiritual. You've got, to see, you've got to have the spiritual eyes on this one. So put on the spiritual eyes. Let's read this. It says, Why was this continent hid from the eye of Europe so long? And why after its discovery, it was kept unsettled for a century and a quarter longer? The thought of it all that time only, sorry, the thought of it all that time being only a disturbing leaven in the mind of Europe. Ah, God would not suffer it that tyrannical ideas of government or religion should take root here. He veiled the new world from the vision of the old until the old had cultivated a seed worthy to plant in the new. Christ was veiled in the types and symbols until... What does it say? Until the old world, the Old Testament, through prophecy, says, 
This is the child. When the fullness of time came, God sent them to America. Praise God. I love this. But if you have the veil over your eyes, what will you never see? You will never see this. Right? And the Bible teaches that. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. It says, And not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. But their minds were what? Blinded. For until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. But even unto this day, and Paul is talking about now, even unto this day when Moses is read, the veil is upon the heart. When we say America is like a lamb, what do people say? Nonsense. How is America Christ? How does America? Because the veil is still untaken away. For a time, all saw clearly who Christ was. What Did they not? Because he revealed himself openly. For a time, all Protestants knew this country. Everybody knew of this country. But after 1798, once they denied the truth for the time, people started to take away the liberty that America offered. And as a result, they're not going to see the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in the latter rain. No. Which is an explanation of the type. Because America is an adoptable man. Amen. The Lord is going to punish this nation so that people can go free. Amen. And You know why I praise God for this comment? Because what can I just say that is nestled in the very next verse. It says, we just read, right, that even to this day the veil is upon their heart. Listen to the next verse. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, what, was, what is going to happen? The veil will be taken away. That's what the latter rain is going to do. When it shall turn to the Lord at the end of the world, the veil is going to be taken away. All men saw Christ lifted up on the cross. Nobody could miss that. The veil was taken away at the cross. From that point onward, you were willfully rejecting the truth. Right? You had no excuse because Daniel 9 was fulfilled to perfection. You had no excuse because that's what it says. When it shall turn to the Lord, the veil is Christ. The veil tore in the sanctuary, literally. It tore down the middle. From that point on, the Pharisees, they knew that their useless sacrifices meant nothing. But what did they do? They continued. They continued. We have to teach, like Kanani is saying, America will do what they do. When America dies, when the Lord punishes this country for the, for, for the sin of the world, everybody's going to see it. The whole world. But what are they going to do? They're going to make a universal Sunday. They, the whole world sees it, but they, they decide they ain't going nowhere. It's the same thing with Christ. The whole world saw it, but many refused it. Amen? Let's continue. Now the, Lord, now the Lord is that spirit, and where the what? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. The spirit of the Lord, the Bible says, the Lord had anointed me. This is what America was anointed with the spirit of liberty. 
And to codify that anointing, the Lord gave them the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Amen. Yes, the Bill of Rights. Don't forget that one. So let's continue. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are what? Change into the same image from glory to? If we see these truths, what is the Lord going to add unto us? Even more truths. All right? We'll be changed from glory to glory as by the Spirit of the Lord. Christ was glorified. Amen? The next text says, Therefore, that's John 13, 31, Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself, and shall straightway glorify him. GC 5, uh, 252. Many were driven across the oceans to America, and here laid the foundations of civil and religious liberty, which have been the bulwark and the what? And the glory of this country. Right? Was America glorified? Yes, they were given the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Later, the Bill of Rights. Amen? To, 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 to clear up some things, right? They, they, God gave them the Bill of Rights. Amen. This is really what it's Ichabod, right? It's helping us to understand what needs to be taken away in order for America to become this dragon. Amen. Praise God. This quote from um, Story of the Sea of Pathmore, Stephen Haskell. It says, navigators usually in search of what? Gold or? Explored the shores and established. Why did they come to the new world? For glory. They came looking for glory. But what kind of glory was they looking for? Natural glory. The Bible says, I mean, Erasmus says, the Lord veiled America. They couldn't see. They could have only seen the natural. That was the veil over their eyes. They came looking for natural glory. Right? But what was the glory in the United States? The liberty of conscience. They didn't come looking for that. They came looking for natural glory. Right? Because the letter killeth. But the spirit giveth life. Amen. Let's continue. Amen. And afterwards, that which is... Because that, that, that brought them here. Looking for glory brought them here. And the Lord was like, I, want, I do want to give you glory. Right? But not the natural one, the spiritual one. In fact... Amen. First comes that which is natural. In fact, right after October 22nd, 1844, just around that time, was the gold rush in the United States. The Lord was teaching you, if you adhered to the message, you was going to get the gold. Yes, you was going to get the gold, the gold rush, right there. The Lord was providing for his people to take the message worldwide. Right? So, let us continue. It says, but neither wealth or honor was to have a hand in the final settlement. God reserved the territory, afterwards known as the United States of America, for what? For the planting of downtrodden truth. There's your glory. Amen. Unto 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary. There's your glory. That's what the Lord reserved America for. For that truth. So that that truth could be a saving to the world. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have what? If we believed in the truths that the Lord gave to a people in the United States, we shall have everlasting life. Amen? Let us continue. We're almost there to the end. Revelation 14 and verse 7. Now you understand, when, when you understand that America had the glory, you could understand why the first angel's message was necessary. It said, fear God and give what? Glory. What was the glory? The Constitution. The Constitution. Teach, that Teach that to the world. Give glory to him. Why? Because the hour of his judgment is come. Teach men how to worship God according to the dictates of their conscience because it's about to end. Teach men what is a true government because it's about to end the one on earth. Fear God and give what? Glory, Glory to him. Learn the constitution. Learn the message of the hour, the 2300 days, which includes all other prophecies. Amen? But what did they do in America? They rejected the message. Right? They rejected the message. And what does the next text say? What is the next angel? Babylon is fallen. Do you see why Ellen White could say in part? Yes, in part in 1842. Let's read it. The second angel's message of Revelation 14 was first preached in the summer of 1844. It then had a more what? Direct application where? You know why? Because that's where the glory was. The first angel's message says, give glory. The people who accepted the message refused to give God glory. That's why the second angel's message went primarily in these United States. Because the glory was in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. In Amen. The, going there, the Bible is what allows you to worship God according to the dictates of your conscience. Protestants took that away from people. Because Miller's rules taught what? That with these rules, any man could study the Bible. That's what Miller rules, Miller's rules freed men from the church. It freed men from the, from the creeds of these varying sects. And it brought them to this kingdom that was not of this world. But once Protestants rejected that, the glory departed. Babylon is fallen, is fallen. But Babylon is made up of two parts. Amen? Because the United States has what? Two foundations. Amen? The lamb had two horns. Amen? Let us continue. Bold part, but the message. But the message of the second angel did not reach its complete fulfillment in 1844. The churches then experienced a moral fall, and in consequence to the refusal of the light of the advent, in consequence of the refusal of the light of the advent message. But that fall was not complete. As they have continued to reject the special truths for this time, they have fallen lower and lower. Not yet, however, can it be said that Babylon is? Because she has not yet made all what? There's the other part. It deals with the nations. The first part dealt with the church. The other part deals with the nations. It says, 
not, she has not made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of a fornication. She has not yet made all nations do this. And this is why we are waiting for the second part. At the civil Sunday law, that will be complete. The state will have given up because there is a new government at the civil Sunday law. And the state would have given up that second part of the glory of the United States. In other words, this is a seeing sign that the civil part of America is having moral fall. Amen. Departing away from, from basic, mm -hmm. normal, normal life, living of life. Amen. Marriage is, yeah. is the chief one, right? Licentiousness and atheism, right? And we're seeing that right now among us in these United States. And so when they do this work at the civil Sunday law, Revelation 18. What does that angel say? Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. Because she has, not is going to, right? She hath made all nations drink of the... Because remember, when America do it, the world does it. America, for God so loved the world that he gave America to be an example to the world. Amen. First Christ, then his disciples. All nations. Amen? Amen? So, by God's grace, I just wanted to lay out a few points showing us full well, man, that God, 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 has, God is really, He really has His hand underneath that wheel. Amen. Right? We must see that. But we also must see He really cares for us. Amen. And these truths are given to us because He cares for us. Amen. Right? And with these truths, we can accurately depict history to men. Right? We're not it, nah, Columbus this, nah. Yes, Columbus came here, but who cares, right? You're asking me, he took that and he says, yes, they found America, but for a whole, another few centuries, what did the Lord do? He hid it. Right? So it doesn't matter. They went to the Caribbean. You know, you know that? They went to the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. They didn't come here. Mm -hmm. Columbus never set foot in America. Mm -hmm. it's, you can't make that up. The Lord determined that. Right? And because of these truths, we can say, you know what? That's true. That, not true. It doesn't fit the principle. That, that part of history, true. So do we really need to study history or we need to study the scriptures? Study the scriptures. Yes, but what the point that I'm making is the principles of the scripture will guide you to true history. No, I, I understand that, son. What I'm saying is, what I'm trying to explain is that in studying the scriptures, the principles that govern how God deals with men and nations are written there. So when we read history, we can know what to take and what not to take. Everyone understand? We can paint an accurate picture of what Columbus did, even though we weren't there. That's the point. Because the Lord is giving us the principles that teaches us how this nation come up, how the 1260 run, because it ran according to the same way Pharaoh ran it. Right? It ran according to the same way Nebuchadnezzar ran it. And with these principles, we can accurately tell men what's true in history and what's not true, and they're going to hate us for it. Because men do want to believe some of these things. Right? But at the same time, these truths are also to point us to the right message. When we understand the right America, we're going to understand the right people, the right rules, and the right message that came from those rules. Amen? 
Because God so loved the world that he literally sent Christ so that we can be saved. That's the whole point. We individually can be saved. Amen? Go ahead, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, America is also exporting their evils, right? That's another thing we got to see. They also export, I cannot say, it's two seeds, right? And they're also exposing their evils. Yes. They had the mixed multitude, yes. Amen. Ah, that's nice. Yes. Yeah, the mixed multitude. Amen. And who did they listen? Who did, who listened to the mixed multitude? Adventists. Aaron. Aaron, the priest. And that's what's going to happen at the end of the world. The, the people that the Lord sent here to guide and to lead is going to listen to the rest of the world. They're going to listen to the mixed multitude. Yeah, just like Moses. Yeah. All the wheat and the tears will grow together until... Well, Matthew, Matthew 13 says... When Christ sold, what happened to Satan? He sold. He sold. So both, when, 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 the, yeah, the enemy sows tears after. Yeah, because we read the quote that you couldn't find a drunkard, you couldn't find a drunkard or a swearer or, or, or um, there's three things, a beggar, right? They came later after Satan sold these tears. So that's how, that's how that works. You were saying? You said that the... This land is exporting their 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 evils, evils, which is right too. And so, in in this one sense, because Christ Christ take take the sin and puts it in the depths depths of the sea, and the sea is all the nations. All the nations. Yeah. So you can see in that sense as well. Amen. So I I trust that this was informative. It's a real history lesson, you know. And we 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 could bring all these histories together: Christ history, the Israelites, um, America, and we could get a firm picture as to what's going to happen at the end of the world. Amen? Amen. Shall we reverently kneel for prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, we are grateful, Lord, um, that we can gather like this in times of peace on your holy Sabbath day. We thank you for the light you continue to give us. We thank you, Lord, for the many minds here who can also add to the things, Lord, that you show to, to, to us. And we pray, O oh Lord, that you will help us to bring these things together, that we may form one united um, front Lord, whereby we can put up a standard uh, against the enemy. Please continue to teach us, Lord, um, these things. Please continue to to show us how these things pertain to our salvation. How, Lord, that these things we need to understand if we are to stand firmly in the judgment. And we pray and we ask, Lord, uh, that you'll continue to be with us in this Sabbath day. Continue to be each and every mind here. And we pray that you'll keep us alert and interested in these things. 
And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.